Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Are we ready? Greg, hi. I think we're ready. Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing today? I am amazing, actually. I've had an really? amazing day. How are you? I, I'm I'm really good, but not quite amazing. I want to hear about amazing. What's amazing today? I had today? a couple friends in town uh, in Palm Springs, and they they came by for lunch. And so I just oh. made some pizzas in my pizza oven oh my and gosh. got to got to hang out with some friends I haven't seen in a while. And so we talked about everything from baking bread and and how to revive your sourdough starter up to and yes. including video games and novels that we recommend. So oh it was God. a very full time. So I'm feeling great. That sounds incredible. I am. I'm jealous. I'm just jealous. That sounds great. <laughs> and how are you? Uh, doing doing wonderful. I am so, uh, it's a beautiful day in Seattle. I just got a whole bunch of stuff done for my my full-time real job. And I, ah. got, I got those boxes checked. So nice. uh, I feel accomplished. Um, I, if I seem taller, it's because I'm sitting taller because I'm very proud you of myself. You seem very tall. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, but anyway, what we have, we have a Tasty Chance show to do. I know, and yes. we have a really new, a, a brand new thing to do today. We do have a new thing. We've never done this before, Greg. What are we doing? We have a guest. <gasps> dun, guest dun. Right now, on no the way. We have a guest. We have a guest. We do, and this is somebody that we both know. Uh, you've you've met her uh, um, at, at a party. I've known her through a, a couple of through a friend group and through a couple through several parties. Um, one of the more interesting people I've ever met in my very storied uh, life of meeting very interesting people, uh, and she uh, has. Uh, uh, and she had a wonderful life. She and her husband, um, they do all sorts of incredible fun things. I'm going to stop talking and let her talk and introduce <laughs> everyone. Welcome to Tasty Gents, Dana Laswell. Hello, Tasty Gents. Hi, Dana. Thank you. This is a pleasure. I'm thrilled to be here. But like I said, I'm a little nervous because you guys are so wonderful together, but I'll do my best <laughs> to keep the energy. It's going to be easy. Out. It's already, I can tell you it's going to be easy. You're going to love it. <laughs> Perfect. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we at Dana, and you're uh, you've you've heard our show a couple of times. You're you're a listener, um, and and I know we we've had conversations about some of the the shows that uh, that, that we've had, um, and and as we have the, these discussions, you have a perspective on life, and that you and John live a, a really cool uh, lifestyle that not everyone might be familiar with, and um, you call it a whole food plant based lifestyle. Is that did I get that right? That's perfect. That's oh, I thought we were to talk about the fact that Dane and her husband raise otters and have a circus that travels around the country. <laughs> not Shit. that one. It's the next show. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, sorry, not that one. That's right. It's it's the it's the whole food one we're talking about. Yeah, sorry. We're doing the not whole the food. Otter yeah. One. yeah, yeah. Different Dana. Different, <laughs> yeah. Dana. different different John and Dana. Oh my God. Anyway, sorry, Dana. I cut you off. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just perfect. That is exactly it. it's the terminology is always a little perplexing because when people don't aren't really familiar with the terminology whole food plant based, it's getting more and more common. Mm -hmm. We've been eating um, a whole food plant based diet for I hate to even say the word diet living kind of that lifestyle and modified our nutrition 11 years ago this month. Good. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's uh we started out with just um, 
seeing some friends leave too soon mm-hmm. and they weren't all necessarily totally nutrition related, but we thought, you know, Hey, we don't have great longevity in our families. Let's look yeah. to see what we can do to put the odds in our favor. Interesting. And then we watched one friend completely transform her life by modifying to a whole food plant-based diet. So meaning hmm. you're not eating processed stuff. You're really staying com- almost completely away from animal proteins and animal byproducts, including eggs and mm. uh, dairy. Um, and then we both had a couple different uh, physical issues. I was dealing with kidney stones and mm. um, my sister was down to one kidney at that point. Oh, and um, John had had a couple polyps removed. And so I thought, okay, you know, we watched Forks Over Knives and I swear those are some of the most brilliant doctors in the world. <laughs> mm. And they just were able to put things, lay things out so plainly that it made us do the deep dive into like the blue zones, which are the areas of the world that have the longest longevity that they're able to um, actually, they have recorded history of what their diet is and that it Mm. is largely plant-based and they're not eating a bunch of Cheetos and they're not eating deep fried foods. And so once you research it, we we just went, okay, well, let's try it. Let's see if this is for us. And the first year we did kind of what we call direct origins, like our buddy would catch some salmon. We're like, okay, we're going over for dinner. Dinner, We'll have some salmon. Or our other buddy's a hunter. He had some antelope steaks. We're like, okay, we'll have an antelope steak. Mm -hmm. But we weren't purchasing anything. And then after about a year, we just went, you know what? That we're we're kind of feeling great. We're, I'm not having any kidney stones. You haven't had any problems. And and we're doing it. So Mm -hmm. cravings had gone down there. Definitely were cravings. Dairy was huge. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but so it's, and we, we use the term vegan a lot of times just because it's more familiar, Sure, but, um, you know, that, that way people don't throw meat at us as often, but, um, vegan is from my understanding is really more of an ethical choice in a lifestyle where you're mm-hmm. doing things just strictly because you care about the animals and you won't wear a leather belt and you won't wear leather shoes. And it's, we actually have gone to a couple events, vegan events where one gal spoke with me about, it's like, Oh, I don't think that you should modify for, you know, nutrition reasons. It has to be for the animal. Hmm. I said, I think that you should be supportive of anyone that's not eating animals. If you're going to say. people not <laughs> eat animals and, and it was perfect. Cause by the end of the night, she and I were singing really bad karaoke together. And oh, fun. So oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it all worked out fine, but right. I hadn't really thought about it that way. And I hadn't really thought about how someone might be sensitive to the fact that I, that's not why I modified how I'm eating. So sure. it was, it was fun. Yeah. That's fascinating. Was interesting. So, and, and I certainly have met people and I'm sure both of you have as well who who own the label take on the label of vegan but ever but their version of it might be different. I know people who uh, are are vegan entirely for nutritional reasons. So, you know, just it, it, it two of my very good friends in Seattle actually um I think they I think I think they think animals are just fine. <laughs> like as people. <laughs> right. But their their choice was to uh remove all animal products from their from their diet in order to change their nutrition. And they had an experience not unlike the one that you're describing. So mm-hmm. that's super. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. We have, it, a, we have a million questions. Um, Jonathan, I have one answer. And you, that's can't, you, you can't tell that I'm looking at you, Jonathan, because I'm, I'm, I want to not be dominant um, because I'm so excited for the chance to dig into this topic. <laughs> Dom, dominate away. Um, okay. <laughs> then, so 
given what you just described about the research. So I read a book called How Not to Die, which talks a lot about this. Years ago, I read The South Beach Diet, which does is not a vegan diet, but it really talks about blood chemistry a lot and about mm-hmm. the way, about what we eat and how we, and how we eat it. And there's there's any number of, there's forks over knives, right? So the research is, is done. Like no one's questioning anymore. Why do you think more people from your perspective, are not making this de- the decision to define their nutrition similar to how you have how you and your husband have. Well, I mean, our, our food and our meals is just so much a part of us. Even, you know, for mm. for me, the one of the first things that I did and it was a terrible mistake was trying to recreate. Uh, my mom's first generation Hungarian and doing a paprikas chirka that was vegan, you know, a chicken paprika. It's like, that's not going to work. And it was horrible. <laughs> but this was something I was, I, I had so many fond memories of, and I, I made yeah. regularly for John and for other people, and I didn't want to let it go. And I think we're just so yeah. attached to these traditions and yeah our different Mm -hmm. joys that we get from a morning of bacon and eggs. This is what I had in the morning when I, you know, was doing this or that or the other thing. And it's hard to move away from that. Even if you know, maybe it's not the healthiest choice because emotionally it's delightful. (laughs) Perfect. That's so well said. And thank you. I think it's so true. Food has such an emotional connection in our lives that, that we we're not going to make, I, I am not going to make a decision based on science only um, because yeah. of all those reasons. So that makes total sense to me. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I know scientifically I should not have had as much red wine this weekend as I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though. I love red. I miss red wine. I'm not. Gonna yeah. I had your share. <laughs> I like it. Well, I, I always think I always find that like like when you go to the gym and you work your muscles right so that they get bigger. I think I'm I, I'm I am making my liver work hard so that it gets stronger every day. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna, you're gonna finish yeah. with a super super strong liver. Um, what if you were to compare Dana before to eleven years? Think back to ten and a half years ago before this change. What do you think the increase in time spent in food preparation is? And the data point I have is two friends of mine, um, maybe 10 years ago, decided to become uh, vegan and they were vegan for, um, I think, three months and they gave it up. Um, And I actually, for fun, I joined them for seven days. I was vegan for seven days and I wrote a Facebook post about it every seven days. It's some of the best writing I've ever done. (laughs) My friends, however went from eating out a lot and eating prepared food a lot to spending hours and hours every single day in food preparation. And so that's the data point that's in my mind when I ask that question. Um, And for me, so I have always loved to cook and my mom cooked everything from scratch and I've like, I've always cooked so much from scratch. Mm -hmm. I enjoy going out, but I love, I would prefer purchasing really nice ingredients and cooking to going out. Yeah. Um, but it's funny for me because like, like I had said before, the first year I overcomplicated things terribly. Oh. <laughs> I really tried to um, okay. make my standard diet yeah. plant-based, which you just can't do. So 
and a lot of people say, oh, it's so hard to cook, you know, plant-based. It's, no, it's not. It's hard to cook whole foods. So any mm-hmm. of us, whether you're an omnivore or an herbivore, uh, it's, if you're going to cook from scratch, that's going to take more time. Is it going to take more time to marinate and put a spice rub on a piece of tofu or a piece of chicken breast? You know, it's going to be about the same. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I've spoken to a friend that spends two days cooking duck. Mm. Um, it's okay. just, I think it's just um, how much you like to cook and prepare. I've always sure. chopped lots of vegetables. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to maybe I do, do my taco meat out of walnuts. Well, mm. the walnuts get soaked. They go in the food processor with good olive oil and spices. Yeah. Is that harder than cooking up ground beef taco meat? Yeah, it's about the same. So I don't think that it's more difficult to eat plant-based. I think it's substantially more difficult to eat whole foods. It's way easier to just go buy prepared things. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Now, I was coming to that conclusion as you were describing it. I can imagine in both cases, if if I were... Um, if, if, if I ate a lot, like if I, if I bought my, whatever, I eat a lot of oatmeal, for example. Right. And so, um, if I, if, if I bought oatmeal from the grocery store, like prepared, you know, in the packages or pouches or whatever, and added hot water and ate that, that's awful, by the way. Um, (laughs) way, If you're a person who eats oatmeal in those packages, I want more for for you from your life. But that, that, that processed food is faster. And so there are people who who seek that out. So I hear your point that if you're already in preparation mode, moving from preparation of, of sort of commercially produced or, or other, isn't that much more time. If you would though, Dana, when you say whole food, what do you mean? What, what is whole food in this example? Uh, if you look at the list of ingredients and there's one or two, that's whole foods. I mean, whole food is truly, I'm going to buy broccoli. I'm not going to buy a, canned or packaged frozen meal you know okay it's not a tortilla chip it's a tortilla um Mm -hmm. so it's just getting as close to the base ingredients as you can so and total sense okay yeah and it makes total sense and it's it's funny because you you it's so easy to just make it more complicated than it is yeah (laughs) yeah so if you are um if you're a person who only eats processed foods because of the convenience, you, so you one can be vegan and and not own a chopping knife, I believe. Absolutely. I, I and it agree. is substantially easier now. And I actually have met a couple different vegans that are now you can go out to eat regularly yeah. for breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. You can purchase all your processed stuff. Oreos are vegan for heaven's sake. They are. <laughs> they are. Oh. So it's it's way it's substantially easier than it was 11 years ago. We've seen a huge difference yeah. in the last five years. So and yeah. it's interesting to me too, because I've seen that too. I was just in the grocery store and I, and I, um, I was, you know, every now and then it, tonight's a great example. We're going to be done and I'm going to want something for dinner and, and I, I want something very small and not involved. And so what I was looking for was something I could put in the, in the air fryer and eat easily. And what I found were um, air quotes, chicken, C-H-I-C-K apostrophe N. Chicken, <laughs> chicken, yeah. 
yeah. in a in a bag and it's breaded and it's chopped up and, and I have no idea what the what the source product is. I'm dubious, but I thought, <laughs> all right, let's let's find out. I'm um and I'm in a whole process with a cardiologist right now where I thought, let's see what it's like. So the person who makes the switch from buying the bag of pre pre-molded chicken nuggets to buying the bag of pre-molded chicken nuggets, that person may <laughs> not see the kind of health benefits you're talking about. Um, and, and they may not even see it, that it takes that much more time because they're moving from processed food to processed food. Okay. Hmm. I told you this is, we're, there's no way. Uh, listener, uh, we're glad that you're here. We always are. I will tell you, uh, if you are, if you planned a normal 30 minutes for this, we're going to take longer because we have so, <laughs> there's many so much, so much abnormal. Yeah. So settle in. Short version, settle in. Okay. I'll pause for a minute because I feel like I'm dominating again. <laughs> no, it's great. Any more questions. Well, and 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 I know because because of your whole food, you you have a huge garden, a very active garden. Um, so I and I have a question about that because I, I know I've been over and you have you have a, an incredible variety. Um, do you obviously you, you you grow things that are seasonal, right? Okay. Do you have um, because because you want you know to to combine things that give you the nutrients you need? Do you have a plan for what you plant in order to provide a, a good balance of nutrients in your diet? Not really, not really nutrition related that because we have so many mature, beautiful evergreen trees at our home, I have to kind of garden based on what my landscape will allow me to garden. Mm. Um, yes, within that, do I know that kale is more nutritious than some of the leaf lettuces I can grow in the same yeah. spot? Yes. So will I make that choice? Probably. Um, mm. Also, you know, are what's I have to look at what's the slug going to devour. <laughs> what do yeah. I get to eat? What do the bugs get to eat? So mm -hmm. it's not really, the choices really aren't made on that. Well, that's, there is a little bit of that. Like for instance, growing, choosing to grow yams over plain potatoes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was a choice. I knew the yams would take much longer. They would take more space, but they're substantially more nutritious. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of that. And maybe I will get better at that over the years. But right now it's just, what can I grow here in abundance? Lots and lots of green beans, lots and lots of Roma tomatoes, lots of cherry tomatoes, lots yeah. of kale, lots of carrots, lots of beets. So, so I do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I remember, and this, this was a long time ago and I was a vegetarian for a short period of time, well, 10 years, but I, um, I remember trying to make it complicated and trying to figure out like, I know I got to measure this many beans. And this, this person who was a friend of mine who had been a vegetarian for a long time said, if you can get four or more colors on your plate, you're probably good. Ding, 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 ding. Just make it easy. Right. If it looks, if it looks really appetizing, it's got a lot of color, you're, you're going to be set. Well, and, and if you're eating as an omnivore, I mean, it's the same thing. You, you want a lot of variety. You don't just want to have one big slab of animal protein on your plate. And then a couple of beans, you want, you know, a piece of animal protein, you want some beans, you want some potatoes or, you know, some whole grain pasta. So right. it's just, just the same thing. It's just choosing your protein source. And I think we're, um, you spoke about uh, how not to die by Dr. Greger, who I think yes. is amazing human. Um, and the book is amazing. Yeah, that book is amazing. He's his whole history and why he does what he does is very, very cool. Hmm. But um, he was the one that made me feel incredibly confident of, about you don't have to combine 
this or that at the same meal. It's mm. just think about exactly like you said, go with lots of colors, go with lots of variety, mm. you know, eat as many different things as you can. And chances are pretty good. You're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my things with uh, making the dog food as well is uh, more variety. That, uh, so I really like to get a lot of variety into their food as well. So I figure eh, it can't be bad for them either. So. Love that. And listener, before we actually started recording, we were talking to Dana about uh, she makes food for her dogs as well. And we had just, of course, finished an episode about dog food. So so the timing, <laughs> timing was really good. This has been in my on my mind a lot. I'm, I've re been reading the, the How Not to Die book. And one of the things I, I think uh, Jonathan and I've talked about on the podcast before, um, uh, I have the I have the extraordinary uh, privilege of growing older, um, as as we all hope to have. And, and I found that my, I make adjustments to my diet more for how I feel than for any other reason, you know, that in my, in my history, like I make dietetic choices to lose weight and I don't, I really don't care about that anymore, but I'm very interested in the quality of my sleep. I'm very interested in how I feel throughout the day. And I, and I, and I, heart disease runs in my family and I know that animal products and animal byproducts lend themselves to those kinds of, of medical problems. And and so I'm in a space now of being very deliberate about the animal proteins and animal products that I mm -hmm. do bring into my diet, because again, I, I have a goal of, of, of growing older and continuing to grow older. And I'm aware that there's some choices that I make that, um, that support and don't support that. So it, this is a great timing for this conversation because this has been in my head a lot. Oh, good. Well, and one of the things that and I, I don't remember where I read this one or what I saw this on, but one of the doctors was talking about, he said, just anytime you go to eat anything, look at if it has fat on it, is it hard when it's at room temperature? If it's mm. hard or, you know, fairly solid at room temperature, chances are it's going to be like that inside of you. <laughs> so even coconut oil. Oh can be problematic. Think about more of like a Mediterranean diet, you know, where you're eating a really good olive oil that's highly absorbable, that's going to yes. have things in it. So it's, it was an interesting way to think about it. I'd never thought about animal yeah. and or vegetable fats that sure. way. Right. Like, well, duh. It's a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to admit, as soon as you said Mediterranean diet, I thought of sardines because, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> like delicious. <laughs> Like sardines. See, and that's just the small part of your plate. You have your fancy sardines, and yeah. then you have all the rest of the wonderful stuff, and mm. your good olive oil, and your full Olives green and pastas and breads. And oh yeah, golden. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Jonathan, what do you want to ask about? Uh, so let's go back a little bit to to how you source your food. Um, I I know that you two are um, your foragers. And and you you forage for mushrooms. Pacific Northwest is kind of a heaven for for yes. people who like mushrooms and who want to go out and get them. Uh, can you talk a little bit about about that? Like, what where do you go? Do you go year round? Are there seasons for different mushrooms? Things like that. Yeah, it's been that has been just a fun adventure. John and I both grew up in the Pacific Northwest. He was just north of Seattle and I was just south. Oh, and right so on. he grew up on 40 acres with, you know, you went out and you picked all the berries for mom to make the cobbler with. And oh, yeah. my mom would go out and forage dandelion greens and we'd have salad and send us down the hill to get salmon berries. We would uh, go get dig clams. We would get crabs. We would fish, whatever. And now with modifying how we're eating, we really got into the mushroom part of foraging. And oh my gosh, it is such a treasure hunt. 
it and and like you said the pacific north northwest is just astonishing for for fungus it's like, oh, it's <laughs> we're learning that you can forage for mushrooms almost all year round here mm. we at first we were just like hey woo we found chanterelles we were so so very fortunate to have our very generous friend taro uh show us take us literally to this loaded chanterelle spot no one does that people don't do that i was gonna <laughs> say that's a guarded no. secret oh, this yeah is, this is like one of the most generous humans you ever meet and he's just like yeah let's go on a hike i'll show you this and then he brought a friend along with him paul who was an older gentleman that knew everything there was to know about mushrooms who also had that same generosity and he shared every tidbit he could think of and that was it we were just hooked we came out with 30 pounds of chanterelles oh wow I researched every way to cook them. I researched, yeah. of course, you know, the beta glucans, the wonderful things they do can do for your immune system. Then John is a tree guy. He just, he loves identifying trees and teach, he was teaching people this past weekend, how to identify trees. <laughs> um, and many mushrooms have relationships with our different trees and yeah. like oyster mushrooms will grow on alder logs. Uh, they'll grow on a snag that's dying. They'll grow on a log that's down. They're the decomposers of that particular type of wood. Mm. And um, it, it's so fun when you figure out um, like we know now, and once again, we were showing people this weekend what to look for, what trees to look for, look for your Douglas fir, look for your, um, your wild, your evergreen huckleberries, look for mm. your slough. And then once you find that first, you know, butterscotch colored treasure, that chanterelle, now look at which way is the, is the water possibly going to take some spores? Is the wind going to blow them over mm. here? And sure enough, you know, they'd start walking. I was like, there's more. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, oh it's amazing. And so this year we have, we foraged oyster mushrooms in January and February. We started foraging morels in April and May, where we have learned how to forage uh, our spring kings here, which are a, it's Boletus edulis, and it is a mushroom that tastes like the best porcini mushroom you could dream of. Wow. Uh, it, is, it is just amazing. Um, and then the oysters come back like in June and July, there's more, there's morels in there, Um and, that, and then, then now we're into chanterelles already and lobster mushrooms, which is actually not a mushroom. It's a fungus that parasitizes another type of mushroom, it takes a mushroom that's boring and makes it ugly and delicious. It's what? so crazy. It's the whole world of fungus is crazy. I, like I love it so much. <laughs> and a fun one that we've also learned is our one dog is, a, is living with cancer. Um, mm. And we have included turkey tail mushroom into her food for the last, you know, three years that she's been here and doing great. And both the, uh, her oncologist, which we have one of the, we were so lucky during the pandemic, we got one of mm. the nation's best dog oncologists. Like how, do, how does this even happen? And how oh, does that during the pandemic? Right. Uh, it was just fabulous. But then we also got um, a um, naturopathic doctor. That's amazing. And they know each other. So, oh, yeah, yeah so it was so great to, to be able to have them both look at, the, you know, what I was currently feeding, make some modifications, yeah. teach me about, you know, send me to some sites to do some more research on the turkey tail mushroom and some of the research that they've, you know, found with cancer and, and how the beta glucans are actually slowing tumor growth. And it's, 
It's a, um, a mm -hmm. non-specific immune, immune modulator. And in, in mushrooms there, it's doing positive things for the immune system and it's doing great things in humans now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. of course I've used it in other countries for hundreds of years. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we yeah, always seem to be behind that way. <laughs> yeah. And I thinking about the, about all those mushrooms that you're describing, um, what would you say, I'm going to ask you an impossible question. What is your favorite thing to do and, and maybe favorite dish to eat or favorite way to consume those mushrooms? Any one of those? Yes. And it, it's, that is a super fun question because it was just this spring that I think we both, uh, decided unanimously on a favorite mm. and it was using the spring kings the porcini mushrooms to make my mom's beef stroganoff oh. so able to pull out so you know beef stroganoff her, hers had a lot of sour cream in it yes, well now yeah. i'm able to make a cashew cream get the acidity with some apple cider vinegar mm. um, you know just go ahead and purchase some of the really good sweet and really good hot paprikas and actually our friend eric psycho helped me out with a really great paprika because he's hungarian as well and um those mushrooms in that dish that that's that did it. <laughs> okay. So this is amazing. And I have, so now, obviously now you, you're not using egg noodles from the grocery store. No. And we actually prefer it over brown rice. Ah. My, yeah. Oh, my yeah, mom yeah, used okay. to cook brown rice was usually her base for things. Her she really liked okay. wild rice and brown rice. She wasn't a huge noodle fan. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you've got uh, the spring Kings in there and that's kind of the, the, the bulk, if, if oh. you will. You've got cashew cream and a little bit of uh, apple cider vinegar for the acidity uh -huh. um, that you would get maybe from that tang of sour cream. What other ingredient is it? Uh, what, some what tomatoes, else? some uh, mm. onions. And if I can get sweet onions, that that really adds a little bit of special Ooh. umami. So yeah. what I found to do to get some of the umami that you simply don't get um, from plant yes. products the same way you can mm -hmm. from searing an animal product, for instance, sure is take some of those onions and caramelize them and blend them up and add them back in. Oh, well, really? there's your, that's your Mobetta. You know, that's yeah. that taste yeah. that your mouth wants right. that says, this is amazing. It does actually sound <laughs> right. really, really good. I am so hungry right now. <laughs> this is totally <laughs> unfair. Garlic. You have to have garlic because everything garlic. Hungarian has garlic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So I, just let me, so because you, you know, people are, are listening to this and they're, they're learning about this. Um, but where the rubber meets the road is how do I make these things? Do you have a, a recipe website? Do you have a, 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 or a series of websites? Do you make these up yourself? How do you, how do you come across these? I usually make up the idea on my own mm. and then we'll go in and look for if there's a specific ingredient, like with the sour cream, I didn't yeah. want to just purchase this store new vegan sour cream. It's like, there's gotta be a way to make well, especially whole given food. your whole, yeah. Your whole food focus. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, it, so coming up with the ideas and then, um, researching maybe different parts of it that I haven't done yet, you know, yeah. and I yeah. love to just type in ingredients and then vegan. So like I have zucchini, mm. some wild rice is cooked, um, some mm. bell peppers, whatever. And then just, vegan or plant-based and see what mm -hmm. comes up. 
And then scroll down quite a ways and find that wonderful little blogger that's at home <laughs> that has sat there in her kitchen with all this love in her heart and poured it out onto the computer. And you go, yes. oh, you're wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate people like that. It's true. Of yes. Nice. Um, what else do I want to ask you about? Something really good. What? Well, what is a question? This is Jonathan's question that I'm going to mm -hmm. steal. What is a question that you get asked all the time about your, for lack of a better word, diet, your nutrition choices that you're tired of answering? What if you're just like, oh God, not another one of those. So what do you think it is? Where do you get your protein? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> do you miss hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's definitely where do you get your protein? And I... Uh, was not good at answering that at first because I would get frustrated. And and oftentimes I would just show them my bicep and say, do I look like I have a protein ah. issue? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's probably not the best way to go. <laughs> so now I'm, and, and there were a couple of times that I was uh, perhaps a little tipsy and, and got frustrated and answered someone the wrong way. And that did not help them progress in their journey sure. of what they were trying to learn. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So now I, I try to be um, pretty ju judicious about saying, you know, everything has protein. I mean, kale has protein. Yes. And yeah. people do, I mean, virtually everything has protein. And people mm -hmm. just don't really think about it that way, I think, a lot of times. And I, I'll tell them, well, what is, I'll ask them, what is your favorite kind of sandwich to make for lunch? Well, I love to make chicken salad. I said, okay, we'll put chickpeas in it instead. Yeah. You now have less yeah. fat, just as much protein. And yeah. you didn't have to cook the, chicken breast right. so it's once you start saying that to people, it's like taco meat oh i just use walnuts instead of the ground beef and mm. once you start doing a few little flips from they go oh okay well i guess it's not really a big deal to get your protein i'm like no it's really not and we do we we eat too much we feel like we need to eat more protein than we need i believe Agreed. um yeah I mean, there's certainly a wonderful book by, um, and I'm not going to remember his last, it's Dr. Garth something, but it's Proteinaholics. Mm -hmm. And it's a, he wrote a wonderful book about his journey with specifically with protein. And, and he's a, you know, a, a physician and he does, he's a cardiac physician mm. and a cardiologist. And so <clears throat> his journey of thinking he had to eat all at first, he had a terrible experience because he was eating too much junk mm -hmm. and then he had problems. And then he felt like he had to eat certain amounts of protein and just learned, wow, this is just not realistic. This is not what our body needs yeah. to, to perform, yeah. you know, optimally. So yeah. that was, that's, I try to have, get people to watch that one, but that doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think, I think, especially in, 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 in Western cultures and, you know, I, I don't want to say successful countries, but countries that, that where there's a great deal of wealth, it's a sign of wealth to have a large animal cooked on your on your table right this is like look at the abundance in my life and we yes. like that we, we like to to display that we like to have that um and i think that it it it's uh it it's it's a societal shift we need to to move away from like it, you know let the uh like like you said have a small piece of the sardines or a little bit on your plate or a little a little tiny pork chop or something you know and and have a, a huge variety for everything else well, and it's, well i think it, it oh it's go ahead Greg. Like, Sorry, go ahead, Dana. No, you go ahead, Greg. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not unlike what Dana was saying in the very beginning, which is um, we we end up with these emotional attachments to things like the dish mm -hmm. we grew up loving. And, and I think we end up with an emotional attachment to 
the status of the big giant roasted meat or this, you know, we have all these interesting emotional attachments that don't necessarily serve us in, in a real way. And yet we, we have a hard time letting go of them. And so I think Jonathan, to your point, the, you know, that, that there's this reward, you know, you mad imagine like, I, this, I know this is in me that, you know, for in the way that I grew up, you know, going out for a really expensive steak is, you know, like, where did I go when I, my first play was, yeah. was, you know, the, the opening night of my first play, my partner and I went out and got, you know, these big giant steaks at a, at a expensive steak place. Um, so we, we assign emotional value to things Absolutely. that don't have real value. And so it, there's this, perhaps this opportunity to poke at some of these things. And we're really so incredibly are. fortunate because some of, some of those activities and things are so much fun. Yeah. I mean, we mm. um, are so blessed with our friend base. So many of the people that I've spoken to that have modified how they've eaten have said, oh, I don't get invited to dinner parties anymore. Right. Mm. You know, they don't this or that. And I'm like, well, but some of our friends, you know, what their event is a pig roast. <laughs> right. Our friends are like, Hey, we're doing this pig roast. Do you, you know, I mean, you totally want to, we want you to be there. And so yeah. I'm like, Hey, I'll make my shredded jackfruit, you know, with the barbecue right. sauce. I'll bring some of my barbecue sauce for you guys to use. And yeah. I'll make some different baked beans. And, you know, and, and I would just bring stuff. It was low maintenance. It didn't bother mm -hmm. anybody. People would try what we brought as well, sure. which was extra fun for me, you know, yeah. and sometimes it was great. Sometimes it wasn't, <laughs> but um, then as time has progressed, these same friends that, you know, have this, this event that's centered around an animal protein and event to deep frying a turkey or whatever sure. would go, Hey, I made you this tofu dish and they worked really hard on it. And it was mm -hmm. amazing, yeah. you know, or, Hey, I made mom's recipe, but I took the, the butter out and I put this other butter in and I'm like, wow, you are the greatest people ever. Thank you so much for being in our lives. We appreciate yeah. it so much because this is this has done a lot for our health and just to have people still support us and and yeah. be so great about it as oh I, I'm so grateful. That's very cool. I like that. And that's a great point because I think that that it's like going to the gym on your own or if you have a workout buddy, having that sense of community and and acceptance and support you know, really makes it a lot easier. And then you're not, you're not missing out or, and they're not missing. And then, you know, they get to explore maybe new recipes and ways that they hadn't thought about it. That's really fun. Yeah. And it's a really great frame group. It's, 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 it's great. a really great frame group. That's, and that's, that's like, you're talking about cook together a lot. And I, you know, have loved to cook. So I, I was always participating in it and it took a couple friends a little bit of time to figure out, Oh wait, the same techniques still apply and you can still give me mm -hmm. some really valuable input even though we're doing a different, you know, actual product that we're cooking, you know, it's still, oh, you're still searing that. Oh, you still did a rub on that. Oh, mm -hmm. the mushroom powder still adds this. You know? mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dana, oh, if, there were, if there is someone listening right now who is thinking, you know, gosh, this seems like, like a, a, a very appropriate healthy choice for whatever reason, you talk a little bit about the things you did in that first year that, that, that weren't exactly sort of did, didn't serve your long-term goal. What, what are the three things you would say to someone who, who maybe wanted to lean this way, lean into whole foods and reduce animal products? What are the three things you would say to them to, to think about or to consider? 
Oh my. Yeah. The, I mean, the biggest thing is to just take out the processed junk. Mm. Um, if you can just, if, if that's something they're eating a lot of, cut it in half, actually, nice. you know, look at maybe take yeah. a little, keep a little journal for a few days and look at it and then go, okay, mm. I'm not going to try to go cold Turkey here, but I see what I'm doing. I'm going to cut that in half. I mean, yeah. Yeah. don't, don't necessarily try all or nothing and see then if it makes you feel a ton better, maybe then you're motivated to do oh. more of it, you know, or if you find you're missing it, then maybe find, okay, I'm going to do like people will do a meatless Monday or a taco Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going to do junk food Wednesday, <laughs> you know, Ooh. go ahead and, and yeah, go ahead. And it, you don't have to totally deprive yourself, I think. And then I think that another thing would be just uh, modify, like we talked about before, the amounts of things on your plates, just that that steak should be special. That piece of chicken should be special. Have that. Yeah be a smaller special part of your plate and yeah. then some amazing vegetables and you know whatever else you want with that but that makes me think a couple things um one is I, here's a question i have that i as we're talking about i really don't, i know, don't know the answer so i made banana bread last week i made my grandmother's recipe for banana bread um so bananas butter so it it doesn't doesn't seem like it would count as a whole food because there's a number of things in it but i made it i didn't buy it in a package where so, and if you fit? look at all of your ingredients and in that, so I do a zucchini bread still, um, yeah. but I do a, an heirloom organic whole wheat. So mm, I'm okay. eating closer to the grain, as close to the grain sure. as I can yeah. get once it's all processed right. into a mm -hmm. flour. Yeah. Um, the Miyoko's butter is just a cultured oat milk. So okay. once again, you know, I mean, in a, a, a dairy, you're, you're eating a whole food with the butter. Is it plant-based? No, but it is yes. a whole food. Got it. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, I know it's, it's definitely not plant-based because it's got yeah. butter in it and it's got eggs in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And for um, eggs in that, if like one of my recipes used to have eggs in it, I just use ground flax seeds. So I make flax mm. meal and water and you let them mm -hmm. gel on the counter for just a few minutes while you're mixing something else. And nice. that's your binder. And okay. so not only uh. does it hold things together, but it adds a, a kind of a nice... Tasty. You can't taste much of it because you're not putting much in there. But sure. it's and what's interesting, and I appreciate. Thank you for that answer because one of the things that makes me think is exactly as you described it. Is if you know, so it, again, if one of our listeners is thinking, you know, like I don't want to change my life tomorrow. What it, you know, like what is a step I could take? You know, one might one might be, you know, um, rather than buying that banana bread from the grocery store where it's going to have a lot of other processed materials in it, you know, make it yourself, make it with ingredients that you know, and that you recognize, you know, or whatever the answer to that is. But it, yeah. it feels like what I'm hearing you say is there's all kinds of opportunities to make gradual changes um, that are, that are going to be better for you in the long run. And they don't necessarily have to be time consuming. And I think that's the problem. A lot of times yes. people go, I could buy that zucchini bread or I could make it. Well, making it's going to be, take a lot longer, but why am I making that zucchini bread? Well, because I want something kind of tasty and naughty. Can sure. I get some, can I take um, a grapefruit and put a little bit of, you know, honey or maple syrup on the top and put it in the broiler with some cinnamon and get something that's going to be for me, that would be equally satisfying yeah. for some people that's not going to, but thinking about, could I eat, you know, some 
raisins with some walnuts, would that be a, a, yeah. a food? So just trying to think of alternatives that might trip your trigger the same way, you know, but yeah, um, yeah it's it, that, that one's tough because you, you take someone that's working, you know, full time and tell them, Hey, don't go buy that zucchini bread. They really want to make it instead. It's like, Ooh, that's, that's well, but again, and and this is kind of back to one of the things we talked about early on. And I know this is true of me, right? So as, as I get older, I make choices about, about my diet that are, that have more to do with how I want to feel. So I don't drink alcohol anymore. And mm-hmm. I miss red wine and I miss bourbon and I miss beer yep. some days, but it has everything. I, my husband's in your exact same boat. Yeah. My, my yeah. body just can't manage it any longer. Yep. And, and so that ended up being an easy decision because of that. And so to the point that you made the, per, you know, even though a, a person who's listening to us now may find that like zucchini bread is a great example. They just can't live without zucchini bread on a regular basis that even though, yeah, you're going to spend an hour making it that you would not have spent otherwise, but maybe you feel so differently, you know, like you have that slice of zucchini bread and you don't feel awful. That's a really good reason to spend (laughs) an hour. That's Um, a really good reason. Yeah. And I find that for myself that I used to on road trips, like every other American, you know, there's McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's. And oh, so yeah. you're on a road trip and you just go through the drive-thru and that's, you know, part of the road trip experience. Not for me anymore. I cannot handle that. And yep. so I feel so bad, you know, that that day and and, and in the next day that uh, it's become easier to make that dietary adjustment because there's a, there's a real, out, a real outcome for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, you know, that's one thing that it's, it's so easy to stop someplace like that. Um, But if you think about the different places to stop, could I stop at a subway? Could I get a whole grain um, bun? Could I have just vegetables put on it? You know, so there are some, some things you can still do that are kind of fast food. Right. (laughs) In keeping with my question a moment ago that I stole from Jonathan about the question that you always get asked, What is the question that no one asks you that you really think they should be asking? What have we not asked you about? Is this really worth it? Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people know the answer just because, you know, I visited the emergency room three times in three years with kidney stones. Mm -hmm. And the last time was so severe. They thought I'd had a stroke. They didn't even think I'd had a kidney stone. Oh my my gosh. Wow. So they know that they don't have to ask me that question. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Other people, I'm always a little bit surprised that they don't ask, you know, is this modification in your lifestyle? Is it worth it? And, you know, I just really want to tell me, yes, absolutely. It's worth it. We feel yeah. so good. Yeah. We feel like we're keeping up with people that are a lot younger than us on the volleyball court. I don't have, neither one of us has the sore muscles and the inflammation after playing sports that we used to. That was the, that was Mm. the biggest thing we noticed quickly Really was post volleyball. And we were playing a ton at the beginning of all this, not being sore the same way was incredible. John used to get hangry, like nobody's business. Mm. Not now he's much more even keel with his blood sugar levels. Mm -hmm. And it's been so worth it to us. We feel so much better as long as i don't drink all that red wine it's <laughs> <laughs> well uh, from my perspective i would say drink it while you can because yeah it, yeah it, it, there it, we go. it away from you at some point so have one for me is what i want to say <laughs> excellent <laughs> i like that advice <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I had a whole like I friends of mine and I um I was a big fan of Oregon Pinot Noir and so I belonged mm. to two different wine clubs in Oregon and I got shipments of Pinot Noir every single month and it was my thing for years and I miss it. Oh, I miss it. Heartbreaking. They knew yeah. me by name at Rex oh. Hill Library. <laughs> so, That's the best. But I wake up at 6 30 7 o'clock in the morning on a saturday and i feel very good and i no longer have heart freakouts. and so yeah it is it worth it a hundred percent it is worth it that's it yep, right. exactly my husband will completely agree with you on yeah. that yeah <laughs> tell him i feel for him all right all um, right i think i think we're i think we're, I think we're at time think are we, we there are. yeah yes, we're, we're i need a glass of red wine <laughs> yeah um Dana, this was amazing. I so appreciate you letting us, me, Jonathan knows you better than I do. He may have already asked you these questions, but I just so deeply appreciate the chance to learn about how important this has been in your and John's life and uh, and the joy that's come to you from it. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I'm glad I was able to share. And if you have any other questions, just feel free to call me anytime. Well, we may have to call you back. So as you listen to our, our episodes, and thank you again for being a listener, uh, feel free at any time to reach out and say, hey, there's a whole food uh, point of view that needs to be included in that topic. <laughs> and we would love to have you back. We would love to have that. Perfect. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, as always, Greg, wonderful session. Great talking with you. Dana, thanks again for joining us. And if anybody has questions, uh, you can email us at tastygents at gmail.com or you can drop us a note on our Tasty Gents Facebook page. We'd love to hear from everyone. Come see us on Facebook. We have a lot going on there. Jonathan, once again, it was a delight to see you and hang out with you as it always is. You too. Okay. Right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, Tasty Gents. Thanks, Dana. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Tasty Gents. A geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.